Attention all patriots, it's time for the Signal 50 podcast, where we talk about the hard truth about today's current events. Welcome to the Signal 50 podcast. It is the 24th of January, 2021, and we are live. Welcome everybody to the show. Bravo. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Alpha. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm just fine. Just fine. Been a long, long week. Um, cold, middle of winter kind of activity here. Mm-hmm. Um, having a hard time trying to find any humor in anything these days. It, but it is, it is tough, I will say, to find anything. And besides getting my second COVID shot yesterday, I uh, with a sore arm, I'm feeling fine. The well, end of the world, as well, I know it. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. You know, you still could be contagious, though. So, <laughs> oh, that's me. Another day for another story. I need to do some research. Exactly. Anyway, I don't well, know. you know, we're having a hard time finding any humor in anything. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to us. Everybody joining us. You know, we're we're having a tough time with some of the platforms out there, uh, especially getting the word out on Parler uh, because you know reasons, uh, tyrannical reasons. Uh, they're, they're just, parlor doesn't exist anymore for the time being. They're trying to get that fixed. So they do have uh, a landing page. They do have they, a landing page. Well, they have a landing page. Yeah. And on that landing page, they've had Sean Hannity. They've yep. had, uh, Rand Paul. They've had, uh, Dan Bongino, a bunch of people give uh, little tidbits of uh, pearls of wisdom, uh, an update from, uh, John Matsey, the CEO of parlor, and very briefly, uh, they are still getting ramrodded mm. by the big tech. And oh, the, yeah. uh, now the Congress wants to pull them in to testify and their role and, and look at everyone's post to see if anyone was po- you know, going to uh, in, start an insurrection <laughs> down at the Congress, which we all know who really started it. And, you know. Let's 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 just forget the fact that the Ayatollah of Iran there has a Twitter page. Oh, of course. Let's, you let's know, just, you know, death to America, death to Israel. Yeah, you know, whatever. Oh, hashtag. Yeah, whatever. Oh, God, what a bunch of assholes. Anyhow, everybody, thanks for joining us this evening. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're having a hard time finding any humor, but we did find some humor. I don't know if anybody saw all the memes of, of uh, Bernie Sanders in his little lawn chair for the inauguration and his mask sitting there. People have photoshopped him into everything, and I just think that's hilarious. You're like uh, a the old man. Uh, well, actually, you know, uh, he, he looks like the grumpy old man and, uh, you know, that, that odd couple or the, uh, and, and Biden looks like a grumpy old man too. Well, uh, right. And, and there is, they're, they're all awful, but yeah. <laughs> you know, we did, we did find, you know, one humorous thing. Everybody heard about, uh, you know, the president, uh, president Trump, uh, they always leave a letter. Yes. He, he left. In, yes. He left a letter and, and in mysteriously, we happen to have a copy of that letter in our possession. There it is. Here it is. Here it comes. There it is. Very simple, succinct to the point. For those listening on podcast later, it's just a very short sentence. Signed Donald Trump. Joe, you know I won. And that's the letter. Now and that's, that's the letter. Now that's a, it's a meme. Everyone it's don't get probably it. not the letter, but that's probably a letter I would write. Yeah, I would definitely write something like that too. I would. <laughs> yeah, you know it's. Um, People certainly are having an awful lot of fun uh, with with stuff like that, and, and that's good to have a sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, because you'd be crying if you couldn't laugh. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, with all the things that the uh, the left has suddenly started doing, and uh, you know, you you give people an inch, and they're going to take a mile. It's just been absolutely unbelievable in the past. Uh, well, let's see, uh, four days, mm. seventy-two hours, and uh, the wrecking ball is out. Absolutely. And uh, all the progress we've made in four years, thanks to President Trump, is now being stomped on um, and uh, <laughs> executive ordered out, thanks to uh, the occupant in the White House, Biden. <sighs> what are you going to do? So we we do have we do have some some interesting things we wanted to to, to share with everyone to see if uh, we can we can kind of prove, uh, show what we're doing. So from the Daily Caller, uh, and um, this article basically talks about release them all. I sent a memo to Texas officials ordering them to free mm -hmm. undocumented migrants in custody despite Joe Biden announcing a 100-day pause on uh, deportations rather than mass release. Now, Right. Do you know if any of you have had the chance to read official government memos? All right. This is a four pager. All right. And there's a lot of thous and has dunts and, and must and should. And there's no right. should. And there's wait a minute. Hold on. And, and, and here at the Signal 50 podcast, we absorbed the pain and read the whole thing so you wouldn't have to. Now, in the memo, I will emphasize that in the memo it says there will be a hundred day pause. Uh, please do not. Uh, you know, hold them, you know, you must hold them. We're not releasing them. Uh, you know, I even had, uh, uh, you know, an official a government uh, password take a look at it and get, you know, make sure I, I understood that. And the wording is very official sounding. I get it. Now, I would like to uh, put point out in Tucker's show the last week, an internal email was then found and given to Fox News and Tucker Carlson, this email and the internal email said to the ICE officers, as of midnight tonight, stop all removals. This includes Mexican bus runs, charter flights, and commercial removals until further notice. And all cases are to be considered, parentheses, no significant likelihood of removal in foreseeable future. End quote. <laughs> so here you have a story and the story, which these emails clearly show that, of course, we are not we're not going to say this in the public, but our immigration policy is alive and well. Here you go. So, <laughs> well, I, I think that uh, when, you know, well, back when we were we were talking about this, right, that if by any long shot, <laughs> uh, uh, Biden became the president. They would go ahead and, and swing the wrecking ball with breakneck speed to get what they wanted. So 72 hours and people are already having remorse about voting for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Seen the price of gas lately, everybody? Oh, it's gone up at breakneck speed. Yeah, 40 cents a gallon uh, in four days. That's awesome. Oh, and to and here we can all thank uh, Biden and his short-sightedness for uh, pulling the permit on the XL pipeline. And and Canada is now upset with him. He didn't take long to get everyone pissed off at him and the world, by the way. Uh, 
where he, <laughs> he stopped the uh, the XL pipeline with economy that's booming. Thank you, President Trump. All right. Yep. So Biden yanks the the permit on the XL pipeline, and he's trying to he's trying to, and this is my opinion, he's trying to cater to the woke liberal left loonies who don't understand what economics is and you know we're not going to rely on government because we figured it out on our own right right well we're gonna we're about to have a lesson in reverse economics oh god again again so so you know you you decide everyone i'm just letting everyone out there you decide but i gotta tell you i'm I'm a little upset. I'm a little salty tonight because this is ridiculously stupid. <laughs> All I could do is sit here and laugh. I know. And you're laughing at me. because Well, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing on the other end of the internet from you. Oh. Um, <laughs> because... All you can do is laugh because you can't do anything to change it. I mean, we tried to change it. We we went out, we voted, we did our thing. And somebody else had other ideas, you know whatever that may be. So, you know, we're, we're just, we, we survived eight years of Obama barely. Uh, we'll probably survive four years of Biden. Um, uh, it's going to be a lot to talk about over the next four years. So we'll yeah, be, we'll be yeah. fodder for us to, to, <laughs> to, to continue to talk about. I will say though, uh, when you talk about the vote and, and I, I, I'm a little miffed at, at how, how the vote came out. And I was in a discussion with, uh, some some people that I know, and they were saying that there was no sign of any uh, evidence for this, and that it was thrown out of the courts. Again, talking points from uh, the other side media, uh, the the liar in chief, uh, you know, the the media, so called media, right. and everyone is. I don't know if anyone's had a chance to read this, uh, the Navarro report. There's three there's three volumes of this, thirty pages each. Right. It's really not that hard to read. I got to be honest with you. Uh, it is um, um, it is well worth your time, and uh, I'm going to just uh, share my screen here to share uh, what what I'm talking about. Uh, he has a website. You can go download this for free. Um, I'm going to turn this off for everyone. Sorry, doing the production on the fly here. So, uh, the art of the steel, immaculate deception, and yes, President Trump won. <laughs> okay, these are three volumes. All bookmarked, okay? All of these things are bookmarked. Right. And I've read it, followed the sources, talks, it, it basically talks you through the entire process uh, of what happened. And it's something that everyone should read. But it really goes through and shows what, what happened. And here's the other thing that really rubs me the wrong way, Alpha. You know as well as I do. This never had its day in court. No the courts. The courts did not. It was not. It was not adjudicated. Meaning, and again, I'm not a lawyer. I get it. But you know, being a lawyer, you know, I was told when I was young, you really just have to read a lot and try to comprehend what they're trying to point. You know, <laughs> yeah, it. and drain uh, your brain of everything else. Correct. Yeah, absolutely but, everything else. In these reports and in these in these uh, in these documents, they never had a chance to show the receipts as we like to do it here on the the podcast. So they didn't get a chance to show the receipts. They didn't get to show this in open court. They didn't have a chance to have it considered. Why? Based on not the evidence based on procedure and technicalities. That's right. So if I get arrested, God forbid, 
and they read me my rights and they forgot to say you have the right to remain silent. And I bring it to court and say, they never, they never gave me my Miranda rights and say, I have the right to remain silent. I can get off on a technicality and that's it. All done. Well, you got to remember something also, everybody out there listening. I mean, Anybody that says there's, there's no evidence of any kind of fraud out there, that, that's that's not correct. There's there's plenty of evidence of voter fraud. Mm -hmm. The problem was the timing. Mm -hmm. There was no time to adjudicate this properly in any court of law. Correct. It's just they just ran out the clock. I, I would actually uh, slightly disagree with you. I think they overloaded the system. Well, true. And and they and they played the Alinsky tactics to where, you know, they they you know, they created a, a they created with the coronavirus a, yes. a, a a quote emergency or a crisis. It came up with this mail-in voting garbage through all the rules in the garbage, and they did it the wrong way. I mean, we all know this. This is all things that are out there that state legislatures are the ones that run the elections. And the state legislatures did not change these laws. The judges and the state secretaries of state and executive branch changed it. They, they without any kind of due process, and the due right. process being a vote by a legislature to change a law. You cannot right. change a law by edict, by uh, gubernatorial or judicial edict. It or doesn't order. work. That, or executive order. It doesn't work that way. So what they did was they slanted the system mm -hmm. and they overran the system with, with ink. That's mm -hmm. all they did. And there was no time to stop them. And by the time anybody got their poop in a group to put the brakes on what these people were doing, mm -hmm. it's January 20th. Yep. It's too late. And, and well played, you know, uh, but these, these, there was, there was influence and there was, there was shenanigans going on behind the scenes where a lot of people got rich very quickly. Again, we talked about this earlier. You don't really get rich on a, on a government salary or you're not supposed to. And all these legislators and lawmakers and governors are millions of dollars richer thanks to their, their donations from different sources, which right. we'll talk about later. So, right. Anyway, so well, let's, yeah, let's move it along. We've got along. a lot to talk about. So that, that being said, <laughs> so yeah, that being said, we talked about, we talked about, uh, how the numbers and, and, uh, you know, this, the COVID-19 was released on us like a plague from hell. Um, all yeah. 10 plagues wrapped into one. If you want to talk about it that way. Yes. And here we go. All of a sudden, well, here's here's our favorite governor, Whitless, out in Michigan. <laughs> She's terrible. Now says it's time to open up on February 1st, 25% occupancy, and they're going to move it along slowly. You must wear masks still. You must wear masks. And uh, they can open up the restaurants. Well, there you go. I, I, it's convenient. Don't you think, Alpha? I mean, all of a sudden, yep. now, now we can have restaurants open because Biden's in the office. Let me ask a question to the audience. What small business type comprises the majority of the independent economy? Mm. Restaurants. 
restaurant, lots of restaurants. Because lots like and food. lots and lots and lots and lots of restaurants. Mm-hmm. People take their talent and their passion and they put it into a small business where they can they can have a family run business. They do a good job and everything. Your business is based on your merit and your hard work and your sweat. And how hard you want to work and how how good you want to be because you only get one chance to make a first impression in the restaurant business, right? Mm-hmm. And they destroyed small business in this country. The majority of small businesses. I work in a, I work in a, a place uh, n- not far from the national capital, not mar- not far from Washington D.C. It's about um, a ten minute car ride tops to the White House from my from my office. It's a small little area, a lot of offices, a lot of restaurants that service a huge lunch crowd. Mm -hmm. Huge lunch crowd. Okay. There are, I believe the statistic was in this small area, there are 132 independently owned restaurants. Mm -hmm. From Chinese joints to Indian places to walkaway sandwiches to... Uh, Mexican to Peruvian chicken places, some of the great little restaurants all over the place. First of all, ain't nobody working in the offices anymore. So it took away all their lunch crowd. Mm -hmm. And our governor did what he did. And then the county executives here did what they did. And they just absolutely cut these restaurants off at the knees. The projection is, 85% 85% of all of those small businesses in the little town, little suburb of Washington, D.C., where I work, will never open again. That's a lot of shattered dreams, a lot of hard work down the toilet for years and years. And these are well-established family businesses. Mm-hmm. They just it's hurt people. It's not coming back. They're not coming back. Well, anyhow, that's enough doom and gloom. And and she's not the only one. Washington, D.C., uh, the the fantastic mayor of Washington, D.C., suddenly they opened their restaurants up, too. Imagine that. Imagine that. Now, they're not huh. are they still are they still boarded up because of the fascists running around and and uh, and rioters running around? Not everything is. Uh, downtown near Constitution mm-hmm. Avenue. Uh, mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. happens to be a pretty big place. Okay. All right. So there's a lot of different areas in D.C. that are, you know, no part of D.C. is safe. Like, mm-hmm. don't even think it is. Uh, generally speaking, D.C. is a pretty big place with a lot of neighborhoods and a lot of neighborhood joints. I am, look, I'm not criticizing the mayor for opening up restaurants and small businesses, believe me. I just question the timing and the motivation. Oh, I, I, I can, that, that's all we're questioning. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can answer that. <laughs> of course <laughs> you can. I mean, it's all politically motivated. As far as I'm concerned, open everything up. Let's go. Let's do it right now. We have a vaccine. Open Let's go. Enough. Enough. Yep. enough. You, you all, you all keep, keep, keep moving the goalposts. Oh, maybe when we have a vaccine, we can open up. Okay. We have a vaccine. And open that started up. how many days ago? 300. It's almost 365 days of the day. Well, we're, we're, we're getting really close to the one-year anniversary of the uh, world changing as we know it. But anyhow, mm-hmm. well, let's move on. We got more fun stuff to talk about. The more fun, thing to talk more about. fun things to talk about. So Next. Talking, about talking about COVID and, uh, and why this came about. Uh, <laughs> and again, we all know that this was, this was one of the tools in the toolbox to, to change up the election and everything else. Sure. But 
going back to uh, email gate to back to 2016, the, the most bitter. Uh, all, right, all, right, all right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on one second. Bravo. Yep. The Signal 50 podcast apologizes for the face we put on the screen. Okay. <laughs> I know it's Sunday night. It's like 920. Everybody ate probably a nice family meal together because you can't go out and go anywhere. Right. Um, we hope this doesn't turn your stomach too badly, but we had to put Hill the Beast up. We had to. <laughs> but John Solomon, one of oh, yeah. the most stalwart, um, credible, yes. honorable men in the journalism business who we go <laughs> to another steady source of information. Uh, brings about the, brings about the fact that double standard FBI feared foreign power was targeting money to Hillary. Imagine that it, to that little uh, what's that thing she had that that foundation supposedly the Clinton um, uh, Foundation the 2016 campaign declassified memos show. Oh boy, <laughs> talk about foreign interference! Oh my uh. goodness. So, but Bureau delayed the FISA warrant and instead gave defensive briefing to her. Thank you, Comey, you moron. Um, uh, I've got something on him, too. Hold on. And, and threw it towards Trump, President Trump. And once you know it, the FBI uh, is, uh, is uh, basically in the pocket of some foreign uh, agency or Clinton for whatever reason. Might have something that might have something to do with, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's true. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe someone's got some pictures of people in compromising positions. Mm -hmm. Oldest game in the book. Yeah. Well, I've got a little, I got a little tidbit that I did pick up on uh, from the Epic Times a little earlier. I was reading a story Mm -hmm. that it it appears now i i've lost a lot of faith in durham and and the mm-hmm. entire investigation into fisa abuse and russia gate and all that other mm-hmm. business because you know it's it's just been it's just been one load of crap after another one mm-hmm. um <laughs> my understanding is that durham is going after comey for an indictment now take oh. it for take it for what it's worth. Take it with a grain of salt. Everybody, uh, go out there, do your own homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the reporting that I saw. Uh, but you never know. But I think it would be kind of enlightening for Durham to go down, slam down an indictment on him. Not I that I have a whole lot of faith in that happening. I hope. I hope uh, that comes to fruition because that would be the numerous arrests that are going to start happening, according to. Um, you know, some, some other information out there that we talked about a couple shows back. Now, again, just my opinion, just my, uh, just my hope and dreams. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they won't go up and smoke, <laughs> but you know, it all comes back to Hillary and Hillary bad person. Let me tell you. Oh, uh, she's terrible. Oh uh, God. Just, Oh boy. Anyway. So, one of the other things that happened on on the inauguration, um, especially, um, uh, let's see if I have, here we go. So we all we all know that YouTube and the big tech tyrants, uh, Twitter or Twatter as I like to call them, uh, Facebook, uh, they're all they're all doing their darndest to smash whatever business. Um, 
business uh, thoughts that they have uh, to make money and make their their uh, boards of directors happy, and they're just throwing everyone off the site. They've thrown off seventy thousand uh, QAnon, you know, anons they they call it. Um, they've thrown off uh, many uh, famous people, uh, including President Trump. So millions, you know, millions of people are getting thrown off Twitter. Oh, oh uh, I got thrown off Twitter. You got thrown off. Does that mean I'm famous? No, you're not famous. We're not famous. Oh. I don't know if we want to be, but yeah. But I, but I did get canceled. You got canceled. So I, I'm on I, my way, right? You're on your way. So all right. Okay. The Signal 50 podcast. Uh, yes, you got canceled on Twitter. Uh, but I mean, even even the the hostile takedown of Parler, okay, is is another. Oh, and and let and that was and and that is no joke. Anybody who anybody who thinks that that wasn't a hostile takedown or or thinks that's funny or a joke they absolutely threw a wrecking ball through a very very large social media platform mm-hmm. for oh, sport yeah. for sport and they took it down in like the flip of a switch and Correct. they can't and get it back all the, all the followers i had all the followers you had in this podcast right. had gone all gone. of the posts gone uh just thank you very little and and you think this is going to stop us? It's not. I mean, a lot of a lot of what's happening right now, very quickly, everyone is that people are opening up their own websites. They're 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 having they're finding their own. We're having That's this right. parallel economy form anyway. Gab is coming out uh, is doing pretty well now. They got their servers up and running. Um, Cloud Hub. Uh, it's a little hard to navigate, but that's all right. Anyway, so during the inauguration, um, there have been. You know, there's inconsistencies. I'm not sure, Alpha, we talked about this, um, mm-hmm. but Harris went first, and that's not that's not the that's not the way it's supposed to go uh, in terms of being uh, sworn in. It's supposed to be the pre- the president first, mm-hmm. and then the vice president, mm-hmm. and then there's in the in the Constitution there's a there's an entire passage that that is read as the oath of office, and the oath of office was altered. So I don't know. I, I just, I'm noticing these things because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like a detail nerd when it comes to this stuff. Right. But in the parade, did you notice that the, the dot gov and the other agencies turned it off the, the parade um, during, during the inaugural, you know, after it was inaugurated, they turned it off. Well, here's the reason why there's a video <laughs> out there. <laughs> These troops aren't looking at a house behind them. This is the motor. This is from the motorcade, and these troops have their backs turned to them, and they didn't want that out there. Now, the video has been taken down systematically throughout YouTube, um, and that's where you know you can find it on Rumble. I'm sure. Does, does, does anybody find this creepy besides me? Uh, that's that's uh, their backs are turned. Well, okay. First of all, let's let's talk about this for a quick second. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen. I'm going to say something that a lot of people aren't going to like and it doesn't make any difference because this is the truth. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the man that was inaugurated on the 20th is considered the president of the United States. Period. Yep. He is the commander in chief. Am I saying that these guys turning their back on him was the right thing for them to be doing? Absolutely not. Do I think it's funny as hell and a and a hell of a powerful statement? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. 
Also, I find this entire thing where they shut down the entire national capital region. They brought in tens of thousands of troops from around the country, National Guard troops, to secure Washington, D.C., set up checkpoints. People couldn't freely travel within their own neighborhoods. It was impossible to get in and out of the district. Okay? Mm. Doesn't anybody find this a little, you know, creepy? I am not understanding why. I mean, the people are locked out of this, and the inauguration is supposed to be for the people also, you know, to celebrate the incoming president. Why don't they want people there? I mean, if it's any anything that you can you can glean from previous events where people were not showing up to his um, his one event or two events that he had during the during the elect uh, the, the uh, during his candidacy. He didn't have a lot of speeches, um, all the gaffes, all the misspeaks. <laughs> well, no. I, I just find it really creepy that the only people that he was, they were speaking to was the military. Mm -hmm. There were no civilians there. We showed this in the last podcast, the pictures of the National Mall. When Trump got elect, uh, inaugurated and when this guy gets inaugurated, mm -hmm. I think this is just, uh, this is just absurd. It's so mm -hmm. creepy. It's so Stalin-esque. It's, it's Third Reich stuff it, mm -hmm. it's really really creepy and there, there's something i want to say that that not a lot of people know about that day in particular uh inauguration day one of the last things president trump did in his official capacity as president of the united states and i happen to know this because i saw it happen mm -hmm. he went to walter reed mm. I don't know what he was doing at Walter Reed, but I know he was there for quite a long time that morning. Mm. He spent a lot of time at Walter Reed. Not a lot of people know that. I saw his motorcade. He would fly in on Marine One, and they would land at Walter Reed, and the motorcade with the rest of the entourage would show up shortly thereafter. I could see them from my office window uh, mm. flying in and, and the motorcades going by. President Trump had a lot of respect for these guys. And now, unfortunately, I'm afraid that they have people in office that are in power that don't have a lot of respect for them. It's really sad. Well, and, and I don't know if you want to call this turnaround, but uh, then all of a sudden, yep. uh, during the during this, you know, occupation, I don't know what you call it. I mean, it's a lot of troops in a place that we normally don't have troops. <laughs> and we weren't prepared and they weren't prepared to do anything with these guys. So they were in the, um, they were in the, um, the Hartman building, uh, one of the, I'm sorry, the Senate building office building. And they're lining up to get some coffee from Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. And they, um, the, one of the, one of the congressmen came, came by and said, Oh, they don't have mats on, get them out of here and put them all into the garage. Well, um, they, the, 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 the point is, they really wanted them there to protect their precious little asses from, from what? I have no idea. And then mm -hmm. 24 hours later, they told them to stick around, but they don't have any use for them. They right. threw them oh, away like garbage. That was that was after they got all their photo op photo ops. That's right. You know, they got their pictures taken. And then so this gets out. And uh, the new congressman, and I don't have his name offhand. He was just he's the youngest Congress congressman elected. He was in a car accident, lost the ability to use his legs, brought them pizza, 
you know, and the troops appreciated what he did. Uh, then uh, Jill Biden comes down. Jill comes down with some cookies. Okay, great. You know? Yeah, but they all slept in, in on the garage floor. One, one, uh, one porta potty and one outlet with no internet access. So that's how the Democrats are uh, treating our troops. So. That's yeah, and, and that's why I wanted to bring up the fact on Trump's last day in office, what does he do? You know, he could have been doing other things. Mm-hmm. He went up to Walter Reed, okay? Yep. Anybody that doesn't know what Walter Reed is, they moved Walter Reed Hospital to the Bethesda Naval Activity up in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, it's right on Wisconsin Avenue or uh, Route 355, mm-hmm. uh, right near East-West Highway uh, is the southern border. Uh, the northern border is Cedar Lane. Okay, mm-hmm. or Beach Drive. Uh, anybody looks at, wants to look it up on a map. It's right across from the National Institutes of Health. The last thing President Trump did, and he could have been doing other things, was he spent time with his wounded warriors mm-hmm. that he cared very much about. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, they used the Trump International Hotel downtown near the White House, as a refuge for police officers that were working to come mm-hmm. in, get something to eat, get something to drink, come in, get warm, mm-hmm. be treated well, use the lobby, relax, chill mm-hmm. out. No worries, no check, no pay, mm-hmm. no nothing. And Trump and his family takes care of these people. Mm-hmm. This and is I how Democrats... In beds and stuff, too. And yes, he did. Yes, he did. He opened up the hotel free of charge. And right. that's about a four hundred or to a thousand dollar a night hotel, in case anybody's asking. Mm-hmm. I've been there for many, many functions. It's a wonderful, beautiful, beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Always so, impeccable. Impeccable. So this this if this doesn't show a, a drastic and 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 huge difference between these two administrations and how Again, any sensible person looking at this huh. and not and not just look, you know how we how Alpha and I stand on this. We support President Trump. We wanted him to win. Um, and there's a lot of irregularities that were out there. How can how can anyone not question what's going on right now and how this this guy got in how Biden got into the office? I have to ask that question. And I don't have an answer for it. Well, I do. I have, I, I, I have a better question. Why would anybody treat our troops like this? Because they they use them for whatever they need. Optics. And optics. And to tell a story, not the story. That's right. And you and I, Alpha, both know that we have never, we've never served in the military. Nope. However, we tremendously respect That's our, right. our men and women in uniform. And I would do anything uh, to stand there with them and do it. That's I'd right. be able to. Right. So anybody, anybody that risks coming home underneath a flag has my undying respect. Amen. Amen. Okay. And these politicians in DC, these worthless pieces of shit mm-hmm. in Washington, DC, these leeches, these self-centered, narcissistic lying, egotistical, maniacal freaks in D.C. They're all garbage. They're trash. And the Republicans, too. Yep. Because they're all they trash. Back. They all turn their back on President That's Trump. right. Moving on. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they they turned they turned their back on what was right, mm-hmm. and they turned their back on the will of the people, and and now they're just they're tyr- they're tyrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know that history is not going to be kind to them, and there's nope. nothing we can do about it right now except hold on tight and see what Trump is up to now. I we're going to have a lot to talk about with that. So mm-hmm. moving on, next story. So let's talk about a little bit of how these documents are coming out now about mm-hmm. Gate. and uh, any of you know that we that Alpha and I have read Dan Bongino's books about Spygate about and more and and Greg Jarrett's book and, and John Solomon's book John Solomon that's right so you're much more of an expert on this than I am Alpha so I'll <laughs> let you kind of run with this um, as as somebody once told me an expert is is there there's two parts to the word expert right X, X, which is a has been and spurt, which is a leak under pressure. So I'll do the best I can. <laughs> okay. So in uh, 2017, Catherine Herridge, all right. Anybody who doesn't know who Catherine Herridge is, she's, she's like a, she's like Xena warrior princess of the journalism world. I mean, she's, she's, <laughs> she's a one woman wrecking crew. She's, she has got sources that are just absolutely impeccable. She has got people that are telling her information that have has always panned out. It's always impeccably accurate journalism. Okay. And she was with Fox first, I believe, and then she yes. was CBS. So uh-huh. kudos to CBS for getting her. Yeah, good for them. I mean, I hope I hope they're paying her. I mean, I, she wouldn't have left Fox unless she was getting a nice, healthy paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for her. It's capitalist society. I, I wish her all the best. Um, <laughs> So essentially, what it boils down to is Trump's, you know, the last act of of, uh, Henry VIII here, um, he declassified all of the Crossfire Hurricane documents, or or the vast majority of them, and the FBI is freaking out about that. And and they were freaking out about it until the 17th of January 2021. What does Mm -hmm. that tell you? So essentially what it boils down to is, look, this is a lot of stuff that's deep, deep geekiness into mm-hmm. Spygate. Let, let's just sum it up for you. The Russian PP dossier, the dossier that they use to justify spying on a presidential campaign and to go after members of the administration uh, were basically supplied by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Okay, long story short, Cody Shearer, John Wiener report, and 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 Steve, Christopher Steele, who was a, a former British spy, MI6 guy, <laughs> he received the the dossier from John Weiner. The report predates the dossier and was produced circa April of 2016 to create all sorts of aggravation, grief, and confusion to cover up a whole lot of dirt that Hillary Clinton did, okay, to take the focus off of her email scandal. (laughs) Shearer was an associate of Sidney Blumenthal. Everybody should know that name. Remember the names, everyone. Absolutely. He's a deep Clinton devotee, insider, uh, this all came from the Clinton campaign, the entire impeachment, uh, you know, Russia gate and all the hearings and the collusion and all this other shit. It was all a setup from the Hillary Clinton campaign to divert attention away from 
a huge problem that she had with storing classified storing classified information on a a homebrewed server that and she why, just a second just for maybe some people are hearing this for the first time why would she, why would hillary place all of these emails on a non-government server versus a server that the government has and that can be secured you know not to mention that china had the backdoor keys to her non-governmental server but why would she do this because she's a crook and doesn't want to get a paper trail because everything that's that right. is put on everything's discoverable is discoverable you that's can right. FOIA, you can FOIA request it right uh, she was she was doing this to cover up her misdoings um mm -hmm. she when you have your own server and you're routing all of your email from your state.gov through your Hillary Clinton at gmail.com account on your own server or whatever she had, you know, you can you can erase it with a with a swipe of a key and destroy the server and nobody will have a record of it. What she did. Absolutely. She wiped it with a with a cloth. With a and, big ass magnet cloth. attached to the cloth, right? And and chlor and bleach. Yeah. They bleach bleach bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bleach bidding, it was uh, tantamount to smashing the hard drives with a hammer. Right. And all the and all the phones and all the chips. And oh, yeah, yeah. They just they just destroyed everything. So, you know, listen, anybody out there that believes for one minute that Hillary Clinton's a good person, you, you I've got a bridge I could sell you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. not only not only do, do do these emails and these these release of documents show that Sidney Blumenthal was basically the, the source of all this and, and goes with that whole idea that you said, Alpha, about the scheme to uh, to cover Hillary's misdeeds. Um, here's here's more documents that uh, <laughs> Eric came up with. Okay. I urge you to go to the website. You know, she's got it all there. Uh, yeah, she's but, awesome. Um, well, we can bore you to death with the, the tears. But go ahead and tell, tell our, our. All listeners. right. Okay, dear listeners, here's how this works. When the FBI interviews somebody, they generate a report called the 302, which is a field report. Okay. It's an interview report. Whenever they contact you, if you were to get contacted by the FBI and, and be interviewed, uh, you will have a 302. You'll have a 302 on file. So they went in and they altered 302s, blah, 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 blah. Okay. From 2017 Steele FBI interview, the summary of the 302, the summary of the report was the dossier's primary subsource was at one time the subject of an FBI counterintelligence investigation and by January 2017 would disavow to an FBI agent and intelligence analyst key claims as rumor and speculation Page nine suggests separate research conducted on future Secretary of State insight into what Circle Subsource moved in. Okay, so here, here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. <laughs> it was all from the Russians. <laughs> it wouldn't happen to do with anything about uranium, by the way. No, of course not. Uranium one. Oh, of course not. Things that and, make you and go this, glow and in the, the CFIUS, dark. And the CFIUS board approving it and, and all of these people getting fantastically wealthy from selling our uranium to the Russians. And that's more precious than gold, everyone, just so you know. Yeah, pretty much. You go boom, boom, and light up like a uh, glowing Christmas tree. Just so yes. everyone 
I'm not sure how much an ounce of, of uranium costs, but I'm, I'm sure it's worth quite a bit of dollars. You know, uh, million, it's, it's not cheap. I can tell you. Oh no. Yeah. It's incredibly dangerous to mine too. Yeah. So uh, there you go, everyone there, you know, and, and now it's substantiated and let's go back for one second. Alpha. If, if let's thank goodness, president Trump got in there, but if it wasn't for, President Trump getting in there and Hillary got in instead. We would never have known any of this. It would have been business as usual. And this country would have been, in, you know, in the negative and, and been a third world country by the time we reach this point right now. So, you know, that you, there's a lot of people that wanted President Trump out of there. And to be honest with you, I really don't care. <laughs> how he talked to people, how he, because his actions speak louder than words. That's right. And, and, and I am sure if I could ever have the chance to meet him, he would take the time to want to know something about me. And he's done that with all of his workers and people that say he tweeted too much. You know what? Spare me. Okay. He, 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 there, there's people that have worked with him for years and years and there's more of those types of stories than the few that ran out the ran out and started trying to make their their names uh, based on bashing bashing pre, uh, President Trump. That's right. So I don't believe it for one second. I think he's an honorable man. His actions always sp spoke louder than words. You ever listen to any of his speeches? He talked about us. Talked about the people. He never talked about himself. And now you got Uncle Joe there. And in the office, who your creepy, crazy, fondly, you uh, know, rape, rapey Uncle Joe. Yep. Oh, whatever happened uh, to that? Too, by the way, the the woman that accused him of uh, of uh, inappropriate touching while he was a senator. Well, that wait guy. a minute. Wait a minute. Let Let's back up the train here a little bit. I mean, his his running mate accused him of being an arch racist. Yes. You know, his his vice president accused him of being an arch racist. He's <laughs> Biden used to support David Duke, who was a, a grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Cyclops. Or is he a great exalted or, cyclops or something um, like that? Whatever. Some yeah, not whatever those assholes are. I don't <laughs> care what they call themselves. So what well, again, it, it's it's just a matter of aligning your moral compass, looking for the information. And seeking it out and saying to oneself, I am not going to substantiate, tolerate, or support these types of actions. And, and Harris, by herself, uh, you know, the, the, the idea that she got there on her own merit, uh, there's one thing about opportunity, okay? There's one thing about opportunity, I get it. Yeah. But when you have an article that, that uh, from the American thinker, that that tells a story of uh, Assemblyman Willie, and I think it was a governor at some point, or I, I can't remember. But he was, you know, she she was introduced to him. She started dating him, and the minute she got her uh, AG job um, for the state of California, yep. he dumped. She dumped him, and that to me, actions speak louder than words. I really don't care that she's the first woman to be vice president. Really don't care. Because that, that to me is, is, is fluff. That's a cover story to talk about the real actions that she has had. If you look at her record as a 
uh, as a district attorney. And oh, she was she was a ruthless, ruthless district attorney. She went after everybody. Every well, not only did she go after him, but then when she had evidence to show that they didn't do the the crime or that there was some oh, kind of she, she hid all sorts of exculpatory evidence on right. a lot of the cases that she prosecuted. So to me, that's that's crap. Uh, you know, again, you know, how did she get? How did she get to be in the primary for the Democrat nomination? And then in a debate, basically, you know, yell, you know, telling, uh, telling the person that's in the White House right now, you're a racist. I was the second girl that was bust. That little girl was me. Oh, stop uh, it. Well, guess what? You're not even African American. You're Jamaican and Indian. And she's stop in the, the vice president right now. And and to me that's it's it's unconscionable to not she's terrible point the stuff out point it well, out you make your make your minds up well she's horribly unethical I mean she's she's yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to watch and see what happens you know listen mm -hmm. I said it in the last program I'll say it again it regardless of our feelings about what happened in the election we're mm -hmm. in a reality now where Joe Biden is the president. Mm -hmm. Kamala Harris is the vice president. We do not we do not root for the pilots of the plane you're riding in to crash the plane. I agree. I don't like it, though. I, I don't can... have to like it. Yeah, that's right. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. OK, you don't have to like it, but you have to watch it. And, and I do not want another, sir. No, thank you. No, I don't either. But <laughs> we're kind of screwed, right? Yep, we're screwed, but you know, <laughs> it doesn't. And here's here's something else. I I, I got to get this off my chest because the my kids that I have, and 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 having been told on numerous occasions that it's not fair that you call these things out, and we should just be appreciative of the fact that this is someone that's ascended to the the vice president's office. You know what? Actions speak loud in the words. If it was Palin, if it was um, South Dakota, um, uh, South Dakota's Christy governor, Nome. Christy Nome. Christy Nome, tremendous amount of respect for that. And they 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 put their money where their mouths are. Absolutely. And they do what supposed to do. You know what? You got my you got my attention, and you have my respect. Ron DeSantis, yeah, and Christy Nome. 2024. Amen. <laughs> I love Ron DeSantis. He's mm -hmm. awesome. He's like he's like a very young, not so wealthy Trump. He's hilarious. Mm -hmm. I dig him a lot. Yeah. He'd be great. So I think I think that moral compass is something that we should all be really trying to closely examine and and how it compares to where you want it to be. So all of our listeners out there, again. We can't show our faces. We get canceled where we we all have day jobs, but we are the average American patriots that want to just exercise our First Amendment rights. And we present the information to you so that you can make your own decisions with our opinion interdispersed. And my opinion is not always um, softly spoken, I will say. So. I'm gonna, I want to hold on one second. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I muted my microphone for a second because I was kind of laughing. I, I do apologize for that. One of our listeners, um, TJ Hop, <laughs> he brings up an excellent point. Shall how we share? Be, 
Yeah, absolutely. Share. Please do share. How can she be called the first female VP if they don't recognize gender? Excellent ah. point. <laughs> I wonder what her pronouns are. Oh, God, that's ridiculous. It's such a I know. I know. I know. I, and, and this whole, yeah, that's, that's really funny. TJ hop. I, I dig that. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was talking to a, a friend of mine, uh, code name CB and, and we shall leave it there. You know, it's it's funny with all this political correctness and and you watch these programs on TV now when they have warnings, smoking, harsh language, sexual content and all these other all these other things for these kids, these trigger warnings, right? Mm-hmm. When we were kids, it was like the movie the day after was on. They didn't give us any warning. That's that movie. Alpha. I don't, that would, I, that gave everybody nightmares. Can we talk about that? I I had nightmares about that movie. Well, everybody did, man. We lived under the threat of global thermonuclear war. Right. Okay. And and the movie War Games. Remember that? Oh yeah. Want to uh, play a game? Yeah. How about global thermonuclear war? Excellent. Okay. <laughs> On the <laughs> these kids today, and and all of these people with their pronouns and and all of that crap. <laughs> they don't recognize gender. I'm still, I'm dying. That's really funny. That's great. Um, that's great. TJ hop. Thank you very much for your contribution. <laughs> I really like that. I needed a laugh. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, these, this generation that we're raising is what, where, where did we go wrong? What did we do wrong? It, it was, it was participation trophies. It was, Everyone gets, everyone gets a, uh, everyone is, it's fair. Life's fair. And again, I, 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 we're doing a disservice to our children by doing this. And, and, uh, (laughs) quite frankly, they're not going to know how to get around. I mean, when we were young alpha, we, we would, um, be dropped off at a bus station and say, make your way to your grandparents' house or an airplane. (laughs) Yeah. Here's, here's a $10, here's a $10 bill. Good luck, kid. Yeah. Have fun. Call us when you get there. Exactly. Or, or when we were kids, we were, my family, we were a skiing family and Mm -hmm. (laughs) we would ski, you know, Thursday nights, uh, sometimes Friday nights, Saturday, Sunday. And we worked at the ski area. My parents worked there, whatever. And we would go skiing and I was on the ski team and my, and my brother was on the ski team and, you know, we're young young kids right my brother was like he was like four okay and he's like on ski team hurtling headlong down a hill at 60 miles an hour on a pair of skis with no helmet barely had gloves on no coat 20 below zero and we all had frostbite all the time and nobody cared and now we wrap our kids no helmets no you break a leg it's like ah fuck that'll rub right out no worries just don't worry about it You'll be fine. Here's here's a couple of Tylenol. You're going to be fine. You'll be all right. That's You'll sorry. be fine. Yeah, walk so, it off. I mean, again, these are these are things that you know we 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 want to have a chuckle on because we'd be crying with all the nonsense going on in this world. Um, before we get going, uh, and we're getting, coming up on an hour here and there, Alpha. I wanted to um, bring up a uh, a story, a feel good story, because again, you know. We want to try and and talk about some good things that are going on in this world. So as all of you who have been listening to us uh, know that we are very, uh, we're inspired by Dan Bongino. He, he has a show for the last four years. Alpha said, you have to listen. 
to Dan Bongino. You got to listen to his show. You got me hooked on it. Uh, I've been listening to him ever since. I look forward to it every day. Absolutely. Uh, when he was diagnosed with uh, lymphoma, uh, you know, he's been, he's been very, he's a private guy. And, you know, he's one of those, I was telling the story uh, very quickly uh, in our, in our branch of work, he'd be the person that you'd want to have your back while you're trying to do your job. He'd be protecting you. And that's, that to me is just, his character is just amazing. And I hope to someday just tell him that anyway. So we all listened to him through his show. He told us about his lymphoma that he has. Uh, he's been battling that. He he's seems to be doing okay. You know, that seems the chemo's over. There's something he'll, he'll let us know what else is going on. But his daughter came on his show yes. last week and she asked that um, you donate. Um, there's a website uh, and, and you can get it on his website. Um, the Dan Bongino show, just go, um, uh, Bongino.com. Bongino. Bongino.com. You want to donate? Go ahead. We did. We donated, uh, uh, to the cause, uh, and we wrote him a little message here, uh, quickly read it. Dan, the signal 50 podcast was started based upon your inspiration to stand up and say something, defend our freedoms in the United States. We wanted to support Isabel's appeal and your continued fight against lymphoma. Thanks for all you do and for your daughters, uh, for your daughter who definitely is carrying your torch of conservative uh, values. Keep up the great work, both of you. Bravo, Golf 5902 and Alpha Sierra 288. So I encourage everyone out there, just whatever you can do, help out the cause. She is, uh, she was something else. It was good to see. And, you know, Dan gets choked up on this stuff and he's a sensitive guy. Um, we wish him well, but we just wanted to say thanks. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a true inspiration, a real, a real good guy, salt of the earth guy. And I, I <laughs> it's pretty funny. His daughter, Isabel comes on the program and, and, you know, she's, she's a young girl. And they were hoping, you know, maybe to raise a few thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how much they raised. But I would be willing to bet that the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is probably pretty well healed by now. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing. They do good stuff for people. Yeah. So, you know, listen, everybody, it's Sunday night. We would encourage you to go to Bongino.com and and follow the links and go to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and make a small donation, whatever you could spare. That'd be great. Uh, it's a good cause. Uh, he's a guy that's out there fighting for, for us every single day to bring the truth out. Uh, we have been greatly inspired by him and his ruthless and relentless pursuit of the truth and bringing out the real story about things. And he's a fighter. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he needs people in his corner. And I think it would mean a lot to him if he just dug a little bit and you gave a $10 bill. You know, uh, mm-hmm. don't go out to lunch one day. You know, just give him a $10 bill. I think they'd appreciate it. Yep. And as he's he's one of the parlor sponsors, he, he keep, sure. you know, we're waiting for it to come back online. I see the landing page. It's there. We're waiting for it to come back. And I'll build. we'll build back up. We'll build better. <laughs> Stop it. We'll be fine. <laughs> We're Americans. We're fine. And on that note, everybody, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight, uh, a Sunday night. It's cold. It's wintry. 
Joe Biden, unfortunately, is the president. Ugh, hate to say that. But it is what it is. Uh, everybody just uh, keep up in good spirits. You know, we're we're com- we're turning we're turning a corner here with with the crap that's going on. You know, things things will get a little bit better a little, you know, slowly. We'll we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully there's some pieces left to pick up. We're Americans. Americans are tough. We've survived worse. We can survive whatever gets thrown in our way. Yep. We just had it really easy for four years. People that think like us, we had it a little easier. Now we're just going to have to learn how to do things a little bit differently. But, you know, the fight is still the same. Yep. Religious so, and economic freedom and success for everybody is yep. our goal. And hey, uh, if you get a chance, please uh, make sure you stop by our website, signal50.com, signal50.com. Uh, I did uh, place a, uh, a, a piece uh, entitled, uh, How Do We Get Here? Calling Balls and Strikes on the Biden and Harris uh, administration. Please uh, check it out. Also, if you want to drop us a line, info at signal50.com, info at signal50.com. Uh, as we eagerly await parlor to get back put up uh, back, back up again right um, the best way to get a hold of us just check out our webpage absolutely and you can find out all the we're gonna we're gonna dispense with listing all the outlets what we're on we're just gonna refer you to refer you and everybody else to our website where you can click on the links and you can get the latest episode of the podcast you can pick up our offline commentary which we're going to keep up on we're going to add to and expand that section um and if anybody out there has got a piece that they want to publish on the website you know uh, submit it to info at signal 50.com and we'll go ahead we'll read it we'll get you some feedback and maybe we'll even post it from our listeners oh, wow. that'd hey, be awesome bro. It's, uh, you know, we, I, I just we, asked it's referenced and, uh, that's you know, right. you know, back up what you say. That's all. That's right. We created this to have a voice and to give everybody a voice. Correct. So if you want to participate with us, we're glad to have you do that. It'd be fantastic. And everybody on that note, it's uh, one hour, one minute and 57, 58, 59, 102. Okay. So I want to give a shout out to our affiliate, POF-USA Patriot Ordnance Factory of Chandler, Arizona, makers of the finest AR-15 style rifles anywhere on the planet. Any caliber that you, any modern sporting rifle caliber that you can think of, they do chamber it. Uh, go to POF-USA.com, POF-USA.com, makers of the finest AR-15 style rifles anywhere in the United States or the world. You know, made by Patriots for Patriots, moderately priced rifles, not the cheapest, not the most expensive, but in my humble opinion, probably the best functioning rifles made. So, and on that note also, I'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24-7, 365, no matter where you are. Tough time of year, still people on deployment after the holidays. I'd like to thank our firefighters, our police, and our medical first responders out there. If you see anybody out there doing a boot drive, now's a good time to drop a few dollars in there. Save somebody's life. Um, They use the money to directly impact the community, the firefighters. So please go out there and support them. And really quick, you can check uh, replays on Rumble. Uh, We're now up to 464 followers. Thank you so much. We ask you that you give us a Rumble and uh, subscribe to our channel. Yeah, share the link. Share the link around. Share the link around. Also, uh, we are here on YouTube, but and it's more of a, a way to get a live stream out. And there are the people that joined us. Today. I think this is the most I've seen in a while. Thank you for joining us on the Sunday night. That's right. Also, if you're unable to um, watch on the computer, 
make sure you take us with you on a podcast via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and also um, Audible. So with that being said, I want to wish everyone a good week. Hang in there. We'll see what happens. Uh, Cue the music. You and the music. Take care, everyone. Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.